ladies, Danielle here from A Woman of Virtue. Come with me today as we look at God's word for our marriage to usher in peace like we've never known before. Kingdom ways will yield kingdom results. Hi, and welcome to the Fighting Wife podcast. My name is Danielle Miller, and here at The Fighting Wife, we talk about ending the fighting in our marriages by applying kingdom ways to our marriage. And today I want to talk about breaking soul ties for a healthy marriage. Real quick, I want to give a disclosure, just in case there's young children who are within earshot here. Um, This episode does contain adult content. Have you ever struggled with any type of intimacy with your husband? Soul ties may very well be the culprit here. Last episode, I gave the mowing analogy, and I talked about weeds, getting in there and pulling weeds out. Just a brief overview of that episode. We can mow the lawn of our marriage and make them look amazing, but if we don't get in there and pull the weeds out, your marriage will always struggle in some way. Last episode was about sins of inheritance, and I really, really strongly suggest that you go back and listen to that episode because it is just so powerful. I know I mentioned it in my book, and I said it was a huge part of my book. It was really only one chapter, but it just totally rocked my faith. I think every Christian should deal with sins of inheritance, not just wives looking to better their marriage and do it God's way. So moving on to today. Breaking soul ties for a healthy marriage. We have got to deal with past relationships if we are ever to think that we can have a good marriage. Why is that? Because intimacy in every form is powerful. Spiritually, emotionally, and especially sexually. And it creates an instant bond. If those bonds are not broken, you have carried them into your marriage. Maybe right into your marriage bed where you share the most intimate moments with your husband. And maybe you're listening to me say these words right now and you're a little bit hesitant about this. My husband was also hesitant when I shared this with him. Maybe you think to yourself, I have dealt with those past relationships. I have moved on. I mean, hello, I'm married. Well, I'm talking about more than simply moving on here. And even I know that simply being married does not equal being over something. We may even appear over it on the outside, but on the inside, those past relationships can wreak havoc for years. One past relationship established on a deep soul tie of a sexual, emotional, and spiritual nature can have ripple effects for 10 or more years or even a lifetime. So when I was talking to my husband about this, he he was, you know, he's a man's man. So he was like, well, why are you digging up these past relationships? Do I need to be worried here? He was basically like, I don't think this is a good idea or it's helpful to our marriage. And it may appear that way on the outside, but to quote one of my dear spiritual mothers, who, she, and, and, and I referenced her in, my, in the last episode, she was the one who reviewed my book for biblical accuracy, and she felt strongly that God was speaking into my life about sins of inheritance. That was the last episode, the one that I really think you need to go back and listen to. But once I um, dealt with that, it led me to deal with several relationships I had been in before I got married. And this is what she had said to me. She told me that, no offense to my husband implied, she said, he doesn't have spiritual eyes to see right now. Let God deal with him. 
you've got to get rid of these relationships once and for all. And so this will just, it'll make more sense as I talk here. But um, we can, can appear, like I said earlier, we can appear over it on the outside. But on the inside, we're not over it. So this sounds urgent, doesn't it? That's because it is. God will deal with your husband, but you are here now and God is working on you. So the first one I want to talk about is spiritual soul ties. Ephesians 5.31 says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined to his wife, and it shall be, be one flesh. Now that's a godly soul tie. Yes, you're talking about marriage, you might be thinking to yourself. But what about if you and I were in relationships before we met our husbands? That's what we're talking about here, right? So, you know, God's plan, that's that spiritual godly soul tie. But what happens when we've made mistakes before we met our husband, which many of us have, myself included? You know, that, that was me. I made a, I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, the last episode, I, I referenced a lot of my childhood and how I started dating very young to fill a void I felt I was lacking from my father. I didn't know it at the time, but now that I'm older, I, I can look back and see I was looking for male validation. You know, my first boyfriend, I started dating when I was in fifth grade, so that's 10 years old. You know, I was one of those girls who bloomed early, so, you know, I was seeking this validation, but then as I, you know, kept growing, I... <laughs> You know, I realized that, hey, boys like what I got, you know, and I can, you know, and this whole time I'm <clears throat> going to church and, you know, stuff, you know, but, you know, I was young and immature and what girl doesn't like attention and as time went on, I dated older and older. I remember when I was a senior, I dated someone who was 25. I mean, I, I, I was always in a relationship and um, obviously sin was involved. I never had sex, you know, while I was in high school. You know, God protected me. Yeah, I mean, God just really protected me. And, you know, then I graduated, and then the worst thing happened. I hit rebellion, and I moved out and started college and was in the party scene. But, you know, God still protected me. And, you know, looking back, I did many things I regret, and I wish I had never done. And thank goodness... I did not have children out of wedlock, but that is only because of God's protection that that did not happen. So, we're talking about soul ties. Ephesians 5.31 gives us a gold, a godly soul, soul tie. But there are other types of soul ties, and there's two of them. The first one I want to talk about is sexual soul ties. For those of us who were in sexual relationships before we were married. 1 Corinthians 6.16 says, or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh. You know, the definition of a harlot means a person who has sex with someone in exchange for money. And that might sound really harsh. And at my worst times, I mean, I never did it for money, but I was doing it for other reasons, you know, to feel validated and loved. And it's, this is a hard topic, but you know, synonyms of harlot or hooker, hustler, prostitute, whore, that one our culture is a little more familiar with. Um, a whore means a, pers a promiscuous or immoral woman. Harlot, well, that's kind of harsh, you might think to yourself. That must not apply to me because I did not sleep around in exchange for money. 
true, but like I said before, if you are if you and I have done such things before we married our husband, we were doing so in exchange for something, whether it was to feel loved, valued, or accepted. Each and every connection with those men created a bond. It was emotional and it was sexual and oh, it was spiritual. So let me press into emotional bonds. Emotional bonds are not necessarily connected through sex. 1 Samuel 18.1 says, And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. So this leads me to, obviously, emotional soul ties. Matthew 5.28 But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So, obviously, we're women, but you know, women can have lust lust issues. If merely looking with lust at a, at a man is adultery, and bonds aren't formed necessarily through the deed of sex, then that must mean that bonds and soul ties can be created simply by lusting after someone. If we have had an issue with lust in our lives, you know, that's an emotional, spiritual soul tie, and that is a sexual soul tie because, you know, the verse that I just got done reading, if we look at someone with lust, that that's considered adultery. Emotional soul ties. So now I'm talking about emotional soul ties. Maybe in the relationships that you'd been in prior to marrying your husband, sexual or not, you promised things or made rash commitments. Maybe it was merely a crush that had you emotionally and perhaps lustfully involved. Or maybe it was a serious relationship you thought was going to end in marriage. Very few of us can think back to specific moments in time when we did this, but it might have sounded something like this. I promise to love you forever. From this moment forward, I am your girl. I could, I could never love another man. We've probably all said stuff like that in our, in our younger years, when, you know, if we dated when we were younger or had crushes or whatever. Um, and, and maybe we don't think those are a big deal, but um, they were. Matthew 5.34, again, you have heard that it was said to the ancients, do not break your oath, but fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I tell you not to swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool. In Numbers 32, when a man makes a vow to the Lord, or takes an oath to obligate himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but do everything he said. So we're talking about emotional soul ties there. And just how making those vows subconsciously in our heart, we're connecting ourselves with those men, those probably boys at the time. And, and it is a big deal. Matthew 5, 37. Nor should you swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything more comes from the evil one. So what are we to do? Why am I talking about all this? Are we merely to live in a world in marriage where all past relationships exist as baggage to weigh down our marriage beds and connections with our husbands? Certainly not. With God, all things are possible, and there is an answer. It is very much along the lines of breaking sins of inheritance. So, I know this this episode isn't as long as some of my other ones have been, but um, I think this is very important, and it needs to be addressed, and... It, it might be awkward, um, it might feel weird, I mean, it was weird when I did this, but, you know, I, I definitely did see a difference in my marriage very shortly, actually, after I did 
did these things um and I will give you an outline here I went out and I bought just like the last episode I went out and I bought some poster boards and wrote it all out so that I could um you know made sure I didn't forget anything this is also in my book The Quarreling Wife and it's also on my website awomanofvirtue.com um but I I wanted to to make it an episode here because it's just so important that we deal with with um soul ties Step one, make a list of names of men you were involved with. My husband, he knew I was doing this, but I sincerely did not want him, did not want him to see this list because it would not have been helpful. I don't want to make myself sound like too much of a tramp, but any type of list was bad in my opinion. You do not need to write it down as I did. This is between you and God. But I want, but I wanted to make sure I didn't miss one person, and that's why I got a poster board for this, you know. And give this step some time. Pray for the Lord to search your heart and open up your eyes. Even after you've done this, faces may come to your memory. As I was waiting on the Lord, names started coming to me, crushes even from when I was a teenager. Beside each name, it might be helpful to write emotional, sexual, or spiritual. This isn't so you can remember, so you don't forget. It is to remember in order to cover it with the blood of the Lamb. Now, I I really want to emphasize this. Only do this if you feel that it will be helpful to you in prayer when you cut that soul tie because you don't want to open up that relationship again. But, I mean, for me, I I did do that extra step and wrote what kind of soul tie it was. And some of them were multiple soul ties. Most of them are. So number two, repent of any and all sins that may have created and deepened that soul tie. Having sex is the most common here, but it may also include just messing around in physical ways that in time would have led to more. We're not remembering to store it away on a shelf. Cockroaches live and thrive in darkness. Turn the light on so they can run and flee. Step three, get rid of any gifts that were given to you by this person that you may be holding on to. Maybe it is something that was expensive, like an iPod. Maybe it has sentimental value, such as a ring or letters. This this one really hit home for me because I there was one relationship I had been in that was a real deep emotional connected one, and I had boxes of letters still in my mom's attic, you know, miles away from where I live. But um, I made a point to go and to get rid of those. Just because just hanging on to them is giving that relationship value. These items keep that soul tie fastened, even if ever so loosely. Step four, renounce out loud any rash vows or commitments that helped shape that soul tie. So this would be like, um, you know, I promise to love you forever. That Those kind of phrases, we need to renounce those and we need to take them back. Step five, forgive that that person if there's any unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is a really big issue and it's a really big deal. If there's any unforgiveness that's connected to these relationships you were in, even if they were the one who was wrong, we need to forgive and we need to, I mean, we need to be done with it. In order to be done with it, we need to forgive. And then number six, we need to break the soul tie. And you, you break it simply by praying. And your prayer might sound something like this. In Jesus' name, I now renounce any ungodly soul ties 
formed between myself and whomever it is as a result of fornication, etc. I now break and sever any ungodly soul ties formed between myself and this person as a result of whatever it was. In Jesus' name, amen. And you just go through every per. I mean, I went through every person in it. And it felt a little redundant, but your words have power. God spoke the world into existence, and we are made in his image, so our words are very powerful. Just speaking this stuff out and flipping that light switch on. Um, Cockroaches, they live and thrive in darkness, and we need to turn that light on, and they will run and flee. And you know, I just want to leave you with Matthew 18, 18. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can come to you and we can know you. And Father, we just ask that you open the eyes of our heart and you you bring things to our memory. I ask that you guard our hearts as we search our heart and that you give us the strength to see what you see and to put an end to these relationships that we have been in before we married our our husbands. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's all I have for you today. doesn't seem like that long of an episode compared to the last one, but it's important. And um, just pray you are well, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Make sure to check out the book that started it all, The Quarling Wife by Danielle Miller, available on Amazon. Also the blog at www.awomanofvirtue.com for even more resources. God's ways are so old that they are almost new, but they are 100% effective and can change your marriage like nothing else can. Thank you for joining me today, and make sure to subscribe to this channel for new and upcoming content. Also give us a 5-star rating so we can reach even more wives here at A Woman of Virtue. Be blessed today, wife, and may your family be forever changed by the decisions you make this day.